yo-yo. Melanated family, melanated family. What the hell is going on out here in these streets, family? <laughs> What's up, man? How's everybody doing? This is your brother Harrison. This is the melanated combo. Back to be glad to be back for another video. Happy everybody still tuning in and checking in with your brother. Let me get this light out of my face. I got my camera all set up in this light. Keep hitting your boy in his face. There we go. We good. We good. How's everybody doing, man? So today, today's show, today's video, <laughs> today's conversation, rather, we're going to talk about a few things, right? Talk about a few things. I typically um, allow news stories to kind of simmer before I just jump in and talk about them. Some people may view that as a bad thing, but whatever. I like to have context. I like to give myself a few days to think. Like when I'm mad about something, when I'm when a news story I'm watching piss me off, that shit it 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 may affect how I present myself. You know what I mean? So I like to give myself a few days, get get in tune with what what's really going on. So I'm happy to be back. Thank you to everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Melody Combo. We're going to get right into it, man. So a few things I wanted to address. few stories going around in our community with our people. We got to talk about this shit, man. We got to talk about this shit. So first things first, let's talk about the brother Kevin Samuels, right? I think last week we lost the brother Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels, YouTuber who gave relationship advice uh, based on how he saw it based on how he saw economics, right? In my opinion, because, you know, RIP to the brother. Any of our brothers die, an ailment with your body, some tragedy, this is fucked up. Like, this is something we should all say, okay, regardless of the opinions this person may have held, RIP. I, I didn't want to see that happen to the brother. You feel me? But let's get right into it, though, because I'm not going to say I wasn't extremely disappointed when I seen how everybody reacted to this brother dying. Now, when he was alive, I'm not going to sit here and act like I was the biggest Kevin Samuels fan. Like I watched all his videos, hella big fan. Not No, no. But I watched some of the videos to uh, enough to understand his perspective. He was polarizing. So. I made sure I tapped in just to get an understanding of what the brother was talking about, right? And of course, you you anytime you hear somebody talking, there's a good possibility it's some shit about what they say you're gonna like, some things about what they say you're not gonna like, right? So this brother was a polarizing figure, gave women advice, keeping in mind that women called in to him to actually get advice. He ain't calling your house, he ain't showing up at your doorstep. Women are calling in to get advice from this brother. This brother's giving advice based on how he saw things. But it was telling, family, because when this brother dies, people who didn't agree with his message, his perspective, they shitting on a brother after he died. Now, I'm going to keep it real. Like the next 15, 20 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, <laughs> we're going to be talking specifically about our black women, though. Right? We're going to be talking specifically about our black women, because when I looked online, I mean, if a dude is talking shit about him after he died, that's on some hater shit. I don't feed into the he was horrible for the black community and all this. Not really when women are calling in, when you got the option to tune out. 
right? Now, granted, the brother did say things at times that I personally didn't agree with. But so what? Every person, because I am I watch YouTube, there's personalities on YouTube that I fuck with. There's people on YouTube that I, that I rock with. You see what I'm saying? I don't agree with nothing any human says. Who does? Who should? You see what I'm saying? Like critical thought, thinking for yourself, understanding what's going on, that's a personal thing. You see what I'm saying? I'm not going to agree 100% with anything anybody say. You feel me? But let's get into it. Because this brother, the, the, the bulk of what he was doing, let's keep it real today, family. Let's keep it real. This brother is dead. Everybody, women, specifically black women that I've seen, shitting on this brother after his death. Let's get into it real quick. Because from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, family. Let me get this light on my damn face. From what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, family. This brother started off his message. To my understanding, he started off doing videos in his car, things of that nature. He started off doing videos in his car, things of that nature, and he was talking to men. From my understanding, a part of what he did in the the inception of him conversating with everybody was talking to men, telling men what they need to do, how they can step their game up, right? Which is something we see a lot. Nothing wrong with that. But in this society, you coming at black men, nobody really going to say nothing to a degree. You're not going to get this outrage. To my understanding, family, the brother didn't get this outrage until he started talking about black women. Let's keep it real. He didn't get this amount of outrage Till he start talking about black women. And we have to be honest. Like my, my, my sisters, man, when I seen, I thought my eyes was tripping uh, 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 for a minute. I'm online. I see people talking shit about this man after he dead. This is black women. This is some like political pundits who was just waiting to shit on a brother. You know what I mean? I kind of put some of them to the side, but for the most part, we're talking about black women. We're talking about black women shitting on a black man because of his opinion after his death. Now, again, granted, family, we don't have to agree with what anybody say. You watching somebody on TV, on YouTube, you don't agree what they say, tune out. Right? Tune out. No harm, no foul. You ain't got to pay attention. You ain't got to watch. You ain't got to subscribe. You ain't got to do none of that shit. But when we're talking about Somebody like that. Somebody like the brother Kevin Samuels. Uh, again, RIP to that brother. I don't wish death on any of my brothers. You on YouTube talking shit. You on YouTube chopping up game. You on YouTube giving advice. It's up to the listener. It's up to the individual listening to determine if it's something you want to rock with. If not, keep it moving. Who gives a shit, right? But the amount of hate this brother received was unwarranted. It was unwarranted. And that's something we need to realize, but also have a conversation about why were, why were black women so triggered by Kevin Samuel's message? Let's get right to it. Why were black women so triggered by Kevin Samuel's message? And like a lot of things involving the black man and the black woman, because I don't want this to be like a, gender war type conversation right i love my sisters right but when we on some bullshit 
When my brothers is on some bullshit, we need to talk about it. When the women is on some bullshit, we need to talk about it just the same. Right? And when we look at how black women are treated in this country, of course, as men, you want to uphold them. You want to represent them as much as you can. But let's talk a little bit about, like, historically what has happened to the black man and the black woman. Because, of course, we know when we go back to slavery, we were raped. The woman was raped. We got treated disrespectfully in front of our women. Like the beginning of the divide of the black family started a long time ago, family. Right? So we have situations where we getting raped, they getting raped. We getting treated a particular way in front of the woman to dehumanize us. All of these things were in play way before a lot of us was even born. Right? But what we need to keep in mind like just the 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 real talk about it all is this continued to happen while we were getting arrested, while we were getting criminalized in different ways, black women was getting the leg up. They was they was put in a position where, hey, we're going to give you welfare so you don't need the man. We're going to give you these different benefits. But in order for you to take these benefits, in order for you to benefit from these things we're giving you, you got to. Take one step further away from the man. Now, whether some of our women knew, knew, knew they was doing this purposely, whether some of our women knew there was a system in play, this is how a lot of shit happened, family. Right? So a lot of times, black men, like, we we become accustomed to being told, you ain't shit, you a deadbeat father, you need to make improvements, you need to provide for your household, all these different pressures, rightfully so at times, but we've been getting a talking to about our about our position in this society, about our position in the black woman's life. We've been getting reprimanded about these type of things, right? But let's keep it real, family. And this is 100. A lot of our black women have not. A lot of our black women have kind of succumb to the ways of this system right where you think you were independent woman where you think where, where you think you in a position where you can call men scrubs where if we looking at it black men and black woman if we talk about our status in this country we both at the bottom of a goddamn slave ship arguing so it ain't really one on top of the other on it it's really not one on top of another but if you look at how this system has played us against each other you may think that Right. The welfare system not being held accountable. Right. And something I want to play for y'all really quickly, because the brother Kevin Samuels had an ideology that was, um, if not based, had a lot to do with the sister Shower Shahrazad Ali. I'm not sure if you guys who are who I'm not sure if you guys are aware who Shower who Shahrazad Ali is. But this is the sister, a revolutionary sister. Who wrote a book in the who wrote a book in the 80s, right? In the 80s, the book she wrote was called The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. Now, the reason why this was so controversial is because in this book, like Kevin Samuels, she was addressing the black woman's role in our society. She was addressing the faults of a black woman. She was addressing the racism that led her up to the position she's in. But all in all, 
she was addressing the black woman and what she saw as the negative attributes of a black woman in that time. And that's 89. And the thing about it, when she released this book, she caught hell from everybody. Of course, you're going to have your supporters, people who understand what you're doing and rock with you. But just like a Kevin Samuels type, she was getting a whole bunch of shit strictly for having an opinion and, and, and using history to state where we are as a unit as far as black men and black women, as far as the attributes that women have taken on based on these historical facts I just mentioned. Right. But what I want to do real quickly, which is really important to me, family, I want you all to hear Shahrazad Ali talk real quick. So I'm going to play a quick clip of this woman breaking down um, um, some of her criticisms of the black woman in society. Right. And tell me if this don't sound similar to the brother Kevin Samuels. Hold on one second. Let me see here, because this is an important conversation. And if we talk in love, right. If we're talking about building and getting somewhere as a unit, we got to be able to call the man to the table when he owns some bullshit. But we also got to be able to call our women to the table when things aren't going right as well. So check this out real quick. Let me rewind this. I want you all to hear some of what this sister has to say. And tell me this don't sound like Kevin Samuels. Tell me the antithesis of this type of conversation isn't what Cam, it isn't what Kevin Samuels was trying to get to. You feel me? So listen to a little bit of this. My position is that the black woman's disrespect and rebellion against the leadership and the authority of the black man is a direct cause of the breakdown in our black family structure. Now, of course, there are many black people who consider those fighting words because as black women, we have never been subject to the kind of examination. Uh, that our men have been subject to since we have been here. We have been somewhat protected and shielded from any kind of critiquing about our personal behavior, whereas our men have always been up for examination. Um, the book is not an attack on black women. I have never said that all black women do everything that I list in my book. Uh, none of us have lived long enough to do everything that I list in the book, but uh, most of us do some of the things that I've listed in my book. And I do say that it is not because of generalizations that we are all victimized by some of the negative patterns of behavior in the book, but the book just represents our collective contribution. This is some of everything that we have done or that we do daily that contributes to the breakup of our relationship, the destruction of our man and the failure of our children to be able to function. They did not tell us that all of that of being my own person and I'm independent would lead to separation, loneliness, celibacy, and lesbianism. They didn't tell us that if you give up the man, you're gonna take one of these things and it's worse and it will destroy your nation. They didn't give us that information. They made us think that it was some kind of glorified position to brag about the fact that I got my own job, my own credit card, my own car, so I don't need no man. I don't even know how we got that mixed up. Ain't none of that got nothing to do with having being with no man. Wait, real quick, it's family. Let's 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 have a conversation for a minute in context. This is 1989, right? This is in the 80s. She's speaking about the, the independent nature of a woman, the divide created between the black man and the black woman. Tell me this shit don't happen still today. We got songs like independent woman. We got songs like don't need no scrub. 
none of these are taken into account. The actual positioning, the situations, the racism, the the systematic indifference that we've had to deal with in this country. Excuse me, family. This these are some of the ailments our black women have had to go through, right? Excuse me. These are real things that she's talking about in in in, in, in as a community. Black women need to be held accountable just like us. We get told, uh, I'm a black man with five kids by three different women. Let's keep this shit real today. I was made to feel like, to a degree, rightfully so, like I was shiftless, like I was irresponsible, like I was a bad seed because of this, like because I, I've started my family this way, this makes me undesirable to other women. We, I've, I've had to deal with a lot of shit because of how I decided to start my family. And again, I'm, I was always aware I feel some of that way too. Like I feel some of the ways I've conducted myself has led me to a situation where I can't be as productive as I want to be in that ain't cool. Like, I shouldn't have did that, right? So if, as a man, I can be told, I need to pay child support, I need to quit being shiftless, I need to get a job, I need to take care of my family, I need to do all of these things. Some of these things are like a westernized version of what reality should be. Like, none of this shit was constructed by us. For the most part, it was constructed by the system, but fine. This is how I'm dealt with in America by my women, by other people. And again, as a man, I'm thinking, rightfully so. I need to fix some of this shit. But what happens when we turn that onto the woman and say, hey, look, you need to think about who you fucking with when you have kids. You need to think about this list you've created about the type of man you want. Have you turned the camera, the mirror on yourself to say, hey, self? Do I deserve that kind of man? Have I put myself in a position to obtain that kind of man? Have I been unrealistic with my goals and my dating realities? Is this a thing? Like, have I told myself, hey, self, be accountable? Let's keep that shit real. Women aren't conditioned. And I know a lot of women ain't gonna want to hear this shit. Women, I'm speaking specifically for black women right now, because with white women going through with a white man, that shit ain't got nothing to do with you. Women have been conditioned to be not as accountable as black men. They've been conditioned to be the dancer in distress. They've been conditioned to be the victim at times. When it comes to the relationship between black men and black women, I'm sorry, but that's a fact, right? So I'm going to play a little bit more of this. But that shit pissed me off seeing everybody talk shit about this brother in his death simply because he had an opinion. And again, let's be clear. The opinion was based on how, how he thought about what black woman should do to get to a particular position. And I'm playing this video because this sister was a part of that ideology. She felt the same way. She presented it in a very similar way. A decade ago, shit, several decades ago, and she received the same type of backlash that he got. So let me let y'all listen to a little bit more of this. <coughs> yeah, yeah we, we have some serious relationship problems. 
that uh, nobody has been able to address us on because everybody wants to pretend that this is not going on. You know, over 60% of our women are single, widowed, separated, or divorced. They don't have a man. I just came out of Florida and they got a housing complex that the Urban League built, which is a black organization that is for women and children only. They don't, they say they don't allow any men in there. I didn't have time to deal with it, but I talked about them real bad. That's the silliest program I've ever heard of. You know the women that had men if they got a bunch of children. They need fathers. They need protection. We hear about the drug problem that we have in our projects across the country. It's one of the major places that we have a drug problem. You know, we talk about the great strength that we have as black women. Well, the uh, welfare department don't rent government apartments to single black men. Those apartments belong to black women who are allowing this to go on in their home. So look, again, what is she actually doing? Like, what is she actually saying, right? Only thing this sister is doing is saying, hey, black woman, there are some things you can be accountable for. There are some things based on the systematic indifference, the structural racism. We, we can never take those things off the table because they, these institutions are the creation of what we see today. We can never take that off the table. But this sister was saying... The same type of shit Kevin Samuels was saying. That, uh, that's enough. I'm going to stop sharing that for now. But do you understand the point I'm making? As a, as a community, both of us have to be held accountable, right? If we're going to hold the black man accountable for making sure he is the provider, making sure he's taking care of all these kids, making sure if he got multiple baby mamas, he's being in alignment with his children. And when we see this at times, we look at the man funny, like you got all these kids for you ain't being a stand-up man you ain't marrying your woman you ain't right and all this is to me like i'm a man five kids three women when i would get this type of energy it didn't piss me off that much because i'm looking at myself and i'm feeling disappointed like i know how much i love my children but i understand the conundrum i put them in without having the proper finances without making sure they lived in my house with a mama without making sure they lived in my house with a mama. Like this, this was a thing. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna get mad at people who present this to me or how society presents it, even though I know when racism is involved, I know when different shit is involved. We know how that go. But in essence, everybody should be accountable. Everybody should be responsible for their part in whatever it is. And what I seen all these women shitting on this dead man, I thought, okay, we still got a lot of work to do as a community. We still have a lot of unrealized motherfuckers because check it out. Again, I'm not going to sit here in front like I was the biggest Kevin Samuels fan. I didn't watch every episode. I didn't I haven't can't say I watched 10 of them, but I watched about 3 of them. Cuz I cuz I understand how uh, 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 um video clips work, right? So I'm not that kind of dude. I, I do this for a living too. So I know you make a video clip that can get people talking that may have removed context about the entire conversation. So I would go back and watch entire conversations. And the biggest thing I would see was he shrewd at times. Uh, uh, 
hella direct at times. Yeah. Did it sound a little off-putting at times? Sure. Sure. But the biggest thing I seen with the brother is he would have a disillusioned woman in front of him. Now, look, if this nigga went to everybody, if, if this nigga showed up at your house giving his opinion, that's one thing. If he popped up on your feet just telling women they ain't shit, that's another thing. He was actually having conversations with real people. Conversations with real people. Now, he's going to give you his opinion based on what you told him. If you don't like the opinion, hang up. And you know something the brother said. I was watching a broadcast the other day, or an interview rather, of him talking to somebody. And you know what the brother said that baffled me. He said, look, I offer this service for a fee where I can give you relationship advice, coach you, whatever have you, in private. In private. Nobody has to know. In private, we can do this shit without nobody hearing or seeing. Small fee, we can do this. Most women declined and they wanted to talk to him on the show. So you know what he's about. You've seen previous broadcasts, so you know how he speaks. You're choosing to come on his live, however he's conducting his show. It's a choice you're making. To come on his show and get information from him. So what the fuck are we really talking? Tell me the hate. Tell me the yes, he's mentioned you're not going to get married if you're this weight, that weight, this weight. I personally don't agree with most of that shit. I don't want to use Eurocentric standards, westernized standards on how we could, on how we should conduct ourselves as African people. I don't fuck with it like that. But so what? You, 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 shit, you... Some things you'll take from someone, some things you can learn other places. So I was like, ah, I don't really fuck with that as much. But the overall aspect of how women have been coddled throughout our history here in America as black people, how black women haven't really been made to be accountable as they should be in certain areas. Not all. We're not speaking in absolutes. But some, this is a fact. So it's funny how when we get to a position where we say, hey, look. We need to make everybody accountable in the black community. Let's go to the man. Like I said earlier, talk about how he's shiftless. Talk about how he ain't got no money. Talk about how he got hella baby mamas. Talk about how he need to have money or, 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 or have resources. Cool. But what happens when we get to the woman? What happened when a man start telling a woman, you may be too big to get the man you want. Now, check it out. I'm of the belief that is no absolutes in the universe. You can have a woman who's a little bigger, who gets a man who's slim, hella attractive with money. Anything is possible, right? Let's, anything is possible. But in actuality, <laughs> most of the time, right? We know how superficial this world is. We know how money kind of runs a lot of shit. We know how materialism runs a lot of shit. And when we hear a woman who's not that attractive has a list of things she wants in a man, somebody got to tell her, you may get something like that, but not that exactly, right? You may not get everything on that list. You can get some of the shit. 
on that list based, you know what I mean? Because like I said, a big woman, a woman who I may view as being unattractive, another man with money, with influence may think she the shit. This is real life. So I'm not going to look at a woman and say, look, you got three kids, you're fat, you'll never be happy. <laughs> you'll never be happy. That's not cool. Right? But we need to say be realistic. In his assessment of how realistic they were typically came from their words. They spoke on what they wanted and he said, hmm, how do I do this? That's unrealistic. So do I want to pander to her? Yeah, girl, you can get whatever you want. Should I do I do I Steve Harvey the game? <laughs> huh? Do I Steve Harvey the game? Where I pander to her a little bit, make her think it's you all right. It's just, you just gotta wait 90 days to give him that pussy. No, no. So the brother came off as being harsh sometimes. He had ideologies and ways of calculating what's a high-value man. I didn't rock with some of that shit. But so what? Eat the meat, throw off the bones. God damn it, ain't that what they say? <laughs> I'm just fucking with y'all, man. But look, RRP to the brother Kevin Samuels. Black women, black family, because it's all of us. We in this shit together. We got some work to do. You feel me? We got some work to do because to treat a man like that, because look, I'm thinking about boom, this man got a mama, his mama coming out, talking about how she'd been hearing about her son being spoken about. I, I heard he has a daughter. Think about people's family. This internet shit is serious. Like I'm getting tired of seeing everybody treat this shit like it's a game, man. If you, for instance, a lot of people on YouTube that are polarizing with their voice, their message. They're however they approach it, right? You know what we need to realize? The people who are online speaking venom, speaking venom at these people. I hate you, can't stand you, you ain't shit. Whatever somebody's saying to bring out any emotions in you. For the most part, most of us, if you've seen this person, it, if you've seen them in person at the store, the mall, you ain't going to say shit to them. You see, so we've allowed the Internet to become a whipping board for what we're not. Whatever we're not, whatever we haven't done in our life, whatever we're insecure about, we get to go on. We get to go online and beat up other people because we're insecure. We get to go online and verbally spar with people because we're unhappy with where the fuck we are in our life. That's sad. And you need to get the fuck off the Internet. <laughs> That's sad. And you need to get off the internet, family, and, or, or, or use it for how it is. Or if you're the kind of person that says, look, I'm going to say whatever I want to say online about a person to a person. But when I see them, I'm going to keep that same energy. Cool. I'm rocking with you. I may not like what you say and how you do it. But if your ideology is I'm going to say this to a per to anybody, I'm going to say it when I see them. This is how I talk. Cool. I can't do shit about that. But I think we have a lot of insecure people online, a lot of people who aren't self-realized, who take it out on people who trigger them. A lot of the women I've seen online, I've spoken to women, I'll never say names, <laughs> but I've spoken to women who hate Kevin Samuels. And at first I would just ask, like, damn, why? What happened? And they would mention these things he's mentioning about, but then I knew them. 
So I would think about, hmm, this is actually a mirror. He's showing you a mirror that you don't like. That's your fault, man. That's your fault. Do you know how many women, this is my opinion, I don't give a fuck if women get mad. Women who've made horrible relationship decisions, horrible decisions with their vagina, horrible. The men they chose, the situations they chose to be in, and ain't nobody told them yet, you fucking up. This some bullshit. Just like me. I'm a, I, I always speak about my story. I don't care. I'm transparent. Five kids, three different women. Many people have told me, hey, you, mm, that's, a, that's a bad look, my guy. Look how you're starting off your family. Look how you're spreading out your house. Look how you're spreading out your finances. These are true things, though. I ain't, I ain't mad. These are true things. It's not upsetting me, but we can't turn that around at a woman and say, hey, if you have three kids by three different dudes, you may be doing something wrong. <laughs> and then you're in that situation, and then a guy like Kevin Samuels gets you on the phone, and you say, I want a man who makes seven figures. I want a man who's this, this. You still have the bullshit list, right? It's 2022. Do we kind of know that the list is bullshit? The list is a reflection. Okay, write your list and look at you, <laughs> right? Write number one, then turn, the, then turn it back on yourself. Okay, boom. Am I one who, does my energy portray I can attract someone like that based on what I've done in my life? Sometimes it's not all about looks. It's about levels of accomplishment, like how hard people work, right? You're not going to be superficial and say because you have a certain job or a certain means you are this. No. But if it's a man who's worked hella hard, because sometimes I look at niggas with nice cars and nice jewelry and nice shit, and I say, this could be superficial. It could be rented. It could be fake. You can go down a checklist of things that can make this not as real. Sometimes there are times where you can look at a man, you can look at an individual, and they have things, right? Materialistic things, whatever. Sometimes this is merely a sign of hard work. This is merely a sign of days and nights of struggling, of stressing, of striving to get to a particular place in life. And you finally got there and you like, yeah, I'm going to let my shit hang down for a minute. You know I me? Mean? There's that person, too. Now, for that person, what kind of partner do you think they want? Right? Sometimes you just have to be evenly yoked. That's all the brother was saying. Sometimes, most of the time, actually. You have to be evenly yoked. You have to be realistic. You have, you have to have realistic expectations when it comes to dating. Let's be honest. A lot of women do not. A lot of women do not. A lot of the shows I watch from this brother, I'm thinking, why would this woman say that? Is she joking? Like, is she... Then I listen further and he's talking, talking, diplomatic, 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 right? Sometimes it's, it's, it's harsh. It's direct. Never said, bitch, you tripping. That's what I would think. That's what I would think all these Twitter motherfuckers is talking about. I would think you could show me a clip of him saying, you fat bitch, you tripping. Not really. He's having conversation with people who invited the conversation. We're adults. So. Seeing all of the hate for this brother, Kevin Samuels, watching people even mention 
them almost being happy he's dead is a horrible reflection on yourself, family. If you felt any joy from knowing this man was alive, that's a horrible reflection of yourself. And then somebody was saying, I was watching all type of shit on Twitter. People were saying, well, look, if in life you shit on people and you demean people in death, you're going to get the same treatment. I think that can be true if it's with ill intent. If it's your goal to be hurtful and shitty to people, yes, when you die, there may be people you may, you may have felt a certain way where they give you that same energy. That's a fact. And I'm for, for nothing, if there are people who felt his words triggered you and you were like realistically happy in a relationship, not in need of anything when it comes to the relationship aspect, and you say, okay, his words were distasteful or see, that's we talking something different here. I've already said he said things that I don't agree with. I say, okay. I understand why you would say that, brother, but that's like a westernized view of the pecking order that I don't necessarily fuck with. But cool. Throw that out. He said something else. That kind of sounded cool. You see what I'm saying? Why can't we treat people like that? So that that all the vitriol I see passed down to that brother after his death showed me we got a lot of work to do in black women. Y'all got to call yourself to, to task. How many black women is going at these other black women saying, look. That's some bullshit y'all doing. If you don't appreciate what the brother's saying, fucking move on. You ain't got to deal with it. You see what I'm saying? So RIP to the brother Kevin Samuels. Eye opening, maybe, because I'm all about the universe and like looking at everything for what it is. Brothers like Kevin Samuels, this, this brother died at 56, 57. This is young. Hmm. Let's look at what he could have been here for. Let's look at the message he was pushing. What was he saying? Why did so many people rock with him? Because you can say you didn't like him. You can say he, he was distasteful. Why did so many people listen? There has to be something there. You see what I'm saying? So RIP to that brother. Uh, uh, respect to his family. Condolences to his mama, his daughter. It's fucked up everything his mom had to see. You know what I mean? But that's a sign of where we at in society. Everything we see in family. Pay attention. Everything we see in is nothing more than a sign to where we're at in society. Boom. Let's move on. Again, RIP to the brother Kevin Samuel. Sorry that had to happen to him. This is how life works. But he was putting in work, though. You see what I'm saying? Y'all should learn from that, too. That he was he was speaking his truth. Excuse me. Speaking truth to power after his death. His message, his words, his energy is still here. So that's really what it's about. You feel me now? Next thing I want to talk about in connection to this. Did y'all hear? Excuse me, family. I don't know if this is true or not. Did y'all hear that? It's a possibility Meg the Stallion didn't get shot by Tory Lanez. I don't know if this is true. I've looked around. I've seen a couple news publications mention this. I don't know how factual these news publications are, but let's just say, for instance, this is true that this woman was actually this woman actually stepped on glass right again similar to the kevin samuel shit like these are sister conversations almost similar to the kevin samuel shit this is a sign of black women not being held accountable when this first broke when this story first broke i didn't see one black woman for the most part 
can't be, you know, I'm not speaking in absolutes. I didn't really see one black woman that said, you know what? What if she's lying, y'all? Nobody. If you came at this situation and said, hey, maybe this is untruthful, everybody shitted on you. Everybody came at your neck. Oh, my God. Black women are so unprotected. Black women never get what they're supposed to get. We that That's why women always getting abused, talking about the Cosby shit, talking about the R. Kelly shit. Can we have both conversations? Women lie. Yes, some women lie and manipulate to get things in their advantage. Is this not a fucking truth about society? Some women know how they're viewed in this country and they know if they make a claim about something that has happened to them, most people, not all, most people will be on their side. And the primary reason they'll be on their side is because they're a woman. If I go out tomorrow and say, this lady was playing with my balls, I just couldn't stop her from playing with them. She couldn't stop touching me. <laughs> who, would, who would run to my rescue? There was this, real quick, this is, I'm sidebarring, but I'm going, let's go. I seen a video about two years ago. Shout out to my brother, Zoe Williams, who has a radio show. He brought this video to light where there was a video of a man pushing a woman in a park. He's pushing her, he's shoving her. Um, it looks like he's about to hit her. It, it's 20 people in the park, right? This is an experiment they're running. He's pushing her, shoving her, yelling at her. Everybody in the park came to her defense. When I say everybody, 95% of the people said, hey, what you doing? Well, want me to call the cop sister? You okay? What are you doing? And that's the woman, leave her alone, right? Everybody came to her defense, rightfully so. I'm not saying we shouldn't defend women. Come on, let's be contextual now. However, same two people, same park. Next day, she beating his ass. She pushing him. She's actually hitting him. She's hitting him, pushing him. Do you know the people in the park, again, same 15, not the same 15, 15 20 people, but it's about 15, 20 people in the park. They're laughing. They're laughing, making jokes, taking pictures even, taking videos even of this woman abusing this man. Now, I'm telling you this story because the psychology in our society is reared towards protecting a woman, villainizing a man. And there's truth in this. We should protect women. But every like everything else in society, it's up to the individual to be integral about these things. It's up to the individual to be responsible in these endeavors, right? But we always have to realize they're outliers. Everybody ain't gonna keep it 100. Everybody ain't gonna be completely honest about situations. So case in point, this makes stallion shit. So what we need to do, what we need to learn from this, take nobody at fucking face value until we get all the facts. This lady's on Gail, Gail King, sucker ass. She always in the middle of some bullshit for some reason or another. Hmm. Right? Gail, Gail, Gail King throwing her layups. Gail King interviewing her like, wait, that, mm, that didn't sound good, sister. You, you, you sure it wasn't this? That's how, she was hit, that's how she was helping her. But when she interviewed R. Kelly, she treated him like an animal. See the difference? Interview R. Kelly, treat him like an animal. Interview Meg Thee Stallion, 
This is my sister girl who's been harmed. How can I help you? See? And she's a fucking liar. I'm sorry. Allegedly. I don't <laughs> Allegedly, she lied and that was glass in her foot. If it's glass in her foot, my question to black women, my question to all of us, what do we do with Meg the Stallion? Are you going to ridicule her? Are you going to go on Twitter and call her all kind of names? Huh? You're gonna you're gonna hit her with some negative black girl magic. <laughs> Shit. You know what I mean? And this is alleged. I didn't see any reputable news sources say um it was just glass in her foot. I think the police report, I think we're heading in that direction, y'all. But this is a problem in society of how we coddle women. Let's get off the bullshit. We need to protect our women. But in order for me to protect you, this is what I would tell my daughter. I don't got daughters, got all sons, but I got granddaughters. This is what I'm going to tell my granddaughters. I need you to be honest with me, baby. If you want me to fuck this nigga up, I'm going to need honesty. Right? I'm going to need honesty. If I'm going to step in on your behalf, the first thing, you got to only bring me the truth. See? And if this woman is lying, she needs to be held accountable. If this woman is lying, we need to learn from this shit and stop doing this. A woman comes out and says, hey, he grabbed my pussy. Say, okay, well, I mean, shit. <laughs> shit. Tell me what happened. See, men get, men get vilified for that attitude. A woman comes with harsh information. Oh, my God, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm traumatized. He raped me. He did something. Are you wrong for saying, okay, tell me what happened? What'd you do? Where were you? <laughs> you see, we need to train ourselves because social media, the media, media pundits, like the information gets so sullied, like it gets so goddamn soiled, right? And you get messaging of what is, you keep getting the same message, the same message, the same message, when sometime, family, let's put it out there. People lie. <laughs> People lie. Just because you're a good singer, a good rapper, make good movies, don't mean you can't be on no bullshit. Right? So if it's true, because it's alleged that Meg Thee Stallion's foot was cut by glass, not a bullet. First off, all you women that had all the venom for Tory Lanez on my mama, y'all owe him an apology. Like on some real shit. It's simple. You, you, you're typing everything else. Hit him with a real quick, my bad, bro. Hit him with a, because if this is, if this ain't true, think about how this has affected this brother's livelihood. All jokes aside real quick. Think about how it has affected Tory Lane's money, his, his perception in the public. <clears throat> and as we know, when you get a rape jacket, when you get a jacket of assaulting a woman, sometimes you can never rid yourself of that shit. Even if it was uh, even if it was false. So thinking about that. So think about that. What if it was just glass, no gun? What happens to this woman? That's my sister. I'm not coming at her like, let's cancel her or no shit. I'm not with all that. But she needs to be reprimanded. A fine even. Something needs to happen. Like you can't just you can't just put people in a position like this, and then their livelihood gets affected. And would you just say sorry? My bad? Fuck that. Nah.
That ain't gonna cut it, and we need to learn as a society. Quit jumping to everything. That's why when shit come out, somebody die, somebody get hurt. Popular news story, family. I wait. I know it's to my detriment to a degree, being a content creator, but I need to sit with shit. <laughs> I need more information to come out. I don't need to be the first. I need to be right. I don't need to be the first. I just need to be right. I need to be factual. I'm talking about, especially when I'm talking about real people. Should we throw around these names? Meg Thee Stallion, uh, 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 Tory Lanez, all these different people. These are actually real people, family. Kevin Samuels, these are real people. So regardless of the fact that you want to get your YouTube popping or you want to get your channel popping, you're talking about real motherfuckers. So be, be mindful of that when speaking about people, but also learn from things. Learn from this Meg Thee Stallion, Tory Lane situation. If, because it's coming out that it could have been glass that hit the sister's foot and not bullet fragments. If we find out this is true, what are we going to change moving forward? Moving forward. What are we going to do differently to make sure we don't get caught in no goddamn flim flam like this again? I tell you what we do. Back the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Give it some time. Look at everybody's point of view. Don't just shut him out because he's a man. We look at that Tory. <laughs> we look at that Tory being hella short and shit. She fucking 5'10". We like, yeah, he shot her. What was he supposed to do? She hella big? No, stop that. The brother was saying he was innocent. And what did we say? He lying. He coming on here lying. He just lying. I can't believe him. He making a new album. I can't believe him. Do we see how troublesome this mentality is? Do we see how much of a problem this can cause all of us? Right? So moral of the story, don't take nobody's word for it. Wait for information to come out. Le read both sides. Don't make a judgment. We're villainizing this man. Look, he. let's say Tory was getting all hypothetical. Let's say Tory was getting 80000 a show, 60000 a show, 50000 a show. This shit comes out, promoters, people who he do business with, now they're skeptical. Now he's getting 20, 15, 10. All hypothetical. What if this is affecting his family severely? His finances, what if he has kids? Just like I'm saying about Kevin Samuels' mom and daughter. What if he has kids? His kids has to hear or see in the tabloids he shot a woman, right? Now, these tabloids who came out and said he shot a woman and villainized them, if it comes out, because allegedly Meg Thee Stallion foot had glass in it, not bullet fragments, are they going to come out and apologize? Or are they gonna come out and say, hey, Tory Lanez, we just want to send a sincere apology to you and your family? And da, 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 da. Do y'all know it never happens? Black man gets villainized in the media 15 days straight, big tabloids, big headlines. When it comes out, he was innocent. It's probably one tabloid, very small headlines. What does this say? Are we stupid? Right? Are you stupid? <laughs> This society treats us like we're stupid, and we just go for it. We just open that phone, flip and dip, and make and make resolutions. Open that phone, flipping and dipping, talking about who's what. We don't fucking know. See, that's why the Tory Lane shit. I'm saying, hey, if it's false, this is fucked up. Hate to see this. Hate to see this brother and sister going through this. That's all I can say until I know some shit, right? Because at the end of the day, it's kind of none of our business. Kinda. You know what I mean? 
we some of us don't know how it feels to be this popular, to have everything you do in the public sphere, even make the style. And she probably got some bad advice. Girl, we can't say it was glass or girl, who knows? I'm assuming the sister wasn't on some nefarious shit. I'm not going to assume that about her, that she knew what she was doing. Because supposedly, he fucking with her and her friend or whatever's going on. I hope this wasn't no silly, emotional relationship type shit gone bad. You know what I mean? I hope she had a bigger play mentally on why she would do that. If she actually lied. If she lied. Because we don't know. All hypothetical. Allegedly. I say allegedly, allegedly, allegedly until we find out the truth. But if the sister lied, black women... Just like with the Kevin Samuel shit, you guys have to take accountability for who you ride with. You guys have to take accountability for circling your wagons around every black woman. Regardless of what she did or didn't do, this can be troublesome. Like sometimes this looks as if you're creating division amongst our community, right? If you're so hell-bent on riding for this woman and not paying attention to, to the man... For the most part, this can be divisive. That's why I wanted to do this video. And sometimes I'm hesitant to talk about black women because of how triggering all this shit can be. And, and again, I get it. Historically, I get what has happened to you guys. But we've had it pretty fucking bad, too. So how about we not judge one another and just realize we in this shit together? You see what I'm saying? But we can't let the media, we can't let political pundits, we can't let people continue to divide us the system has already created hella systematic endeavors that have made sure we're divided we can't participate in that shit too so prayers to make the stallion and uh, uh tory lanes to keep her uh, to keep it real this was a horrific situation that both of them are having to live to still through this day and this shit not going nowhere we still got to find out everything that happened Right or wrong, both of them still have to answer questions about this probably for the rest of their career. So it's a fucked up situation, but we need to think before we make decisions. You feel me? So enough of the Tory Lanes and make the stallion shit. Last thing I'm gonna talk about, y'all. My young black brothers, young black men. What where where is this story? Young black men, right? Young black men, it's a call to action for all my young black brothers, right? All my young melanated kings, it's time for y'all to get y'all ass out of the fucking streets. It's time now. If y'all haven't heard, Young Thug, a lot of people in, involved with his YSL label, Gunna included, have been indicted on RICO charges, right? Have been indicted on RICO charges. The RICO charges, RICO um became popular in the 70s, they used this law as a way to take down the mafia. The mafia, as we know it today, was disassembled based on the RICO law. Where we can take one law and combine all the shit y'all doing. So it's 50 of y'all, right? This is how the RICO law... Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that, family. This is how the RICO law gets niggas. Just real quick. I'm going to break it down to y'all in a few seconds. It's 50 of y'all. Seven of y'all sell drugs. Four of y'all actually shoot people. Six of y'all have dibbled and dabbled in prostitution a little bit. Got a little money here and there. Couple of y'all sell drugs a little bit. Couple of y'all do a little extortion. You know what I mean? Rappers come to town, make a nigga pay you so we uh, you don't get hurt. Whatever the case may be. So we got 50 people doing a whole bunch of different shit. Now, here's the fucked up part. 
let's say 17 of you, ain't involved in none of it. You're actually a rapper. No criminal ties. Yeah, you're smoking weed. Yeah, you're chilling with your homeboys. They got shit on them. You ain't fucking with nothing, but you're around. These guys get caught in the Rico, too. So this is the way for law enforcement, basically creating an all-in law, where we, it's too hard chasing one or two of you niggas. We'll just wait. We'll just wait and get all of you. And then, with the advent of cell phones, social media, etc., now we allow you to build the case on yourself. We're going to look at your pictures. We're going we gonna to take your jury, see who you connected with. We're going to see, okay, you in a picture with him. You in a picture with him. I seen you the day before he did this. They're creating your downfall right in your face. You see what I'm saying? So this is unfortunate because I'm a fan of Young Thug. Like, I think musically the brother is really talented. But some of our young men, not only do we just need to do away with the street shit altogether, but some of our young men be going backwards, y'all. Let's talk about it. You don't get into the rap game to start killing niggas and selling dope. That's not why you get into the rap game because says the Rico, says says the 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 uh, 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 charges. Keep it in mind, we in America, this could be some racist shit. We 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 always have to include the fact that they could be including things that aren't necessarily true. I don't trust the government. Let me just put it that way. I understand the allegedly these charges could be true. But I never trust. I never trust the government. I never trust how far they'll go to prove a point. But let's just say, for conversation purposes, some of the things that were alleged in this indictment are actually true. We have to be honest. A lot of our young men go backwards. They get money and then either begin killing and shooting like they was doing anyways, do it a little better, furnish it a little more, more money involved. They they could be even more dangerous or some young niggas wasn't even in to that part of their neighborhood. They wasn't into being violent. They weren't into hurting people. They weren't into doing none of that. But once they got money, now they're living out their goddamn cowboy dreams. Now they're living out their gangster fantasies. In either situation, you're fucking up our community. In either situation, this is bad for everybody, right? Because we got to look at these young dudes. Like I was saying, if you got 50 young men, Half of them is involved in street shit. Half of them aren't. So now we got a half of the young dudes. They in jail for nothing. They in jail for just being around your ass. They in jail for just being in a car with you. You see what I'm saying? And in this indictment, they got young thug for renting a car that supposedly got a young man killed. They got some of these dudes for just having drugs on them, having guns on them. This law was created for the mafia but has been targeting niggas for years. If we look at hip-hop, hip-hop has been, like, hip-hop has become the new first 48 to a degree. These niggas built cases on themselves. The Takashi 6ix9ine shit, same thing. That was a Rico case. YFN Lucci, who's in jail right now, supposedly for having beef or doing shit to Young Thug and his crew, supposedly they was going back and forth with each other. His crew got hit with a Rico charge a year ago, Young Thug's click got hit with a Rico charge today. Are we not playing into the hands of the system or what, family? What the fuck are we actually out here doing? Think about it. The goal is to get successful and to leave generational wealth. 
support your family, go in a more positive direction. I know a lot of my young dudes do this. I'm not speaking in absolutes. Everybody involved in hip hop don't go backwards. Like, let's keep that real. But too many of you do. Too many of you do. Too many of these young dudes aren't aware of how advanced technology is, how advanced law enforcement is. Look, family, the feds are fucking undefeated for the most part. Tell, tell the young people around you they're undefeated. We, black gangs, black organizations, we ain't got shit on the federal government. Not yet, at least. We don't. We don't. The feds build a case like this. Listen, family, somebody's going to jail. I don't know who. I hope none of them do. Like, these my young brothers. At the end of the day, I know what they had to go through. I know what the neighborhoods have to say about this. I know what the neighborhoods they come from. I get it. But shit, man. I hate to see this. I, look, now is the time. <laughs> All my young dudes, now is the time. Get the fuck out the streets, man. The streets are undefeated, family. Death or jail, my guy. Pick one. Give me another option. Yeah, some people have had the benefit, because we're not going to speak in absolutes. Some people have had the benefits to dibble and dabble in the drug game, get something out of it, get stable, get stable, get to a position where they can now fund something else. Now they get rid of that shit. Now they gone. That happens in our society. Let's keep it contextual about how all this shit works. But all too often, the average young dude out here in these streets don't got the mind for that. The average young dude out here in these streets don't got that type of game. He don't got the ability to dibble and dabble on this shit, get what he need, get out, create generational wealth. Let's be honest. Most of the political families in America, most of the high-powered families in America, white families specifically, Got to where they at by doing illegal shit. When they got to this country, they had to bust it down and do what the fuck they had to do until they can get to a legal means to end. That needs to be all of us, family. Sometimes we get stuck in the street shit. I know how it feels for a young dude. Now you got money. It's almost impossible or it takes a long time for a young dude to be entrenched in the street, entrenched in his environment, get money, and just separate completely away from that. We have to be honest about that, too. That's not such an easy thing to do when everything you know is there. What are you supposed to do? Move on around people you don't know? So it's a process. It's a process of moving away from people you know who aren't productive, people who don't want to participate with your movement in a positive manner. That's cool. It's okay to maneuver away from them. It's okay to distance yourself from the hood in an attempt to better the hood. You hear what I'm saying? Distance yourself from the hood in an attempt to bury, I'm sorry, in an attempt to better your hood because we know most rappers die in their own city. That's not a cliche. It's fucking true. Because that's where the hate is. That's where they know you. That's where they think they better than you. That's where they used to see you every day. It's too much strife. It's too much energy in that. It's too much energy in those environments of you being a person who now presumably has done well for yourself around people who haven't. Now you're just like a steak on a platter. Not, not, not you just food. You see? So you got to be smart. You got to move away a little bit. You got to create some distance. You got to do all of this. But how you do it is important. And the government 
has all the resources in the world to fuck you, family. Did you get that? Did you get that? This DA that's in Fulton County said a young brother, I forgot the brother's name that died in 2015. Supposedly the brother who um, young thug got a rental car that participated in this young man's death. The DA told this young man's mom, I'm going to get whoever did this. And what do you think happens when they chasing criminals and they realize some of these criminals are high profile? You don't think this helps them? You don't think they're going to pursue your ass even more to get a notch on a belt to help their political career? Let's be real, family. So, look, young black men, my melanated family, I love y'all so much, but get the fuck out of the street, family. It's over. Because what's another thing going to happen? Sorry about that. Another thing going to happen It's like 26 of them in the indictment. Keep it in mind that snitches were already around. Agent snitches, whatever you want to call them, they were already in the fold. Don't get it fucked up. And now it's about to be singing time. Hmm? Now it's singing time. Niggas finna start singing. Somebody going to jail. And you mean to tell me you rap on this many songs, nigga. You get this far in your music career just to go to jail for racketeering? Tell me that's not stupid. Tell me that's not, young men, if, look, in game is the name of the game. I get it, some of our young black men made the choice because you didn't have to do shit, regardless of your mom on crack, regardless of the situation you in in your neighborhood, picking up a gun, picking up drugs to sell them is a choice. I know some of you felt like you didn't have another choice, Members of my family included, a lot of my childhood was funded by drug money, so I'm not going to sit here and act all high and mighty like that shit didn't help my family to a degree. I get it, but but you got to know it's an end game. And you got to know that the, the end game, most of the time, it's getting a record deal, getting some type of business avenue you can pursue. That means get the fuck out, man. You can't be shooting at niggas, killing people, selling guns, toting guns, without the federal government being at least remotely aware of what you're doing because it's too many criminals who snitch, family. Way more than it used to be. We're in a culture now, excuse me, family. We're in a culture now where we have a 6'9 type of individual, a Takashi 6'9", who openly brags about the fact that he had to snitch to get niggas out the way. Openly brags about there's no street code. They disrespected me. I can snitch on them. The streets is fucking over, family. And then I don't got no respect for it, even though I empathize with my young brothers a little bit. I don't got no respect for it because George Zimmerman's walking. George Zimmerman's walking around. Daniel Pentaleo, all these fucking white men who have murdered our brothers. Ain't no smoke for them. Oh, so I get it. We got to deal with structural racism in institutions that seek to keep us at a meager stance. And I got to deal with niggas who scared of white folks. Let's keep it real. 
And I got to deal with niggas who's scared of whitey, who know if I go try to attack anybody white, they going to kill me or I'm going to jail immediately. But I let my brother piss me off over ego, over ego, over a bitch, over money, right? Right? Over integrity, quote unquote, when don't nobody own the goddamn block. Right? But now you get yourself in a position where you can buy the block, where you can fund things, support your family, your kids, or whatever, and you fuck it up by still wanting to be a gangster. Now, by all means, men should protect their families. Keep a gun in your house. Get your gun license. Somebody come in there, do what you got to do. We know this. Right? Protect your family at all costs. But just indiscriminately putting hits on niggas? Fucking niggas up. What do you think the karma... You don't think karma is involved with hurting people indiscriminately? Think about this, family. And we got to worry about our young kids are listening to these rappers. And if you don't think they influencing your kids, you out your goddamn mind. Right? So... We have a lot to unpack when it comes to the young men in our community, but I want to see all these young men free. I want to see all these young men out of this situation. I know the system is waiting for us to do this kind of shit so they can hit you. The Rico, this is some shit for the mafia. Look, black men, if they can take down the mafia with these goddamn laws, you ain't got a shot, player. We ain't organized like that. Can we be honest? We're not organized like that. They calling this these young dudes a gang. They saying they organized. These is just a bunch of niggas doing shit. Can we be honest? Ain't no organization like that. Not like that. Bunch of niggas, some of them with money, doing what they want to do. We say, okay, this is a way to put all y'all asses in jail. You see what I'm saying? So this is unfortunate, and our young men need to know, if you got a young man, if you got a young dude around you like I do, who think... The streets is the best way to embark on success in this country. He has another thing coming. You got to get out of that street shit. It's designed to bury you under the prison. And then the 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 revivism rate, the the recidivism rate. Shit, I'm saying that the wrong way. <laughs> the rate in which niggas go back to jail is high as hell for a reason. For a reason. When our young men go to the penitentiary, do you think they're being rehabilitated? No. They're being taught how to be better criminals. Federal penitentiary is like criminal class. It's like criminal school. <laughs> you learn what you did wrong in your last crime and how you can do it better. And oh, yeah, the dude you've been bunking with go hook you up with somebody that's going to help you do it better. The shit makes it worse. You see? Unless the young man come home and he's determined to do things differently, then you're going to have a different way of doing it. But it's bad enough that white supremacy has put us in a position in this country, I hate to go there, where when it comes to working in society, when it comes to being in corporate America, sometimes you have to like remove who you are to a degree. Sometimes you have to speak a certain way. You have to put off a certain energy because you're around a lot of people who are not like you. So I get it. Some of our brothers say, fuck that. I'm going to operate outside of the system because the system ain't never showed me no love. The system ain't never invited me in. The system ain't never made me feel like I was welcome. So fuck y'all. I'm going to do things on the outside of the law. I understand that mentality to a degree, 
but understand, family, that they're waiting for you to do that. And then when they put your ass in jail, that's affecting everybody around you. Because I always tell people, I have family members in jail right now. My brother is doing 25 to life, family. You're not dead, but it's like it, it's a it's a weird situation to be in where you where where you can speak to somebody, but they can't participate in your day to day life. They can't their presence and influence can't be felt like that. Yes, your words can carry and you can say whatever you want to say, but not being there for your kids, not being in the house, not being in the environment is almost shit. Out of sight, out of mind, family. That happens to the best of us. You see what I'm saying? So, look, shout out to these young brothers. I hope young thug, gunner, all of them. I hope it's a I hope it's a mistaken identity like I'm 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 being really hopeful, but unfortunately, when the feds come, they're for sure. Their conviction rate is in the 90%. It's in the 90 percentile, family. So when they come, they know. You see? When they come, they know. That ain't no local shit. We see Bobby Smurder got hit. We see the Rico case with Takashi uh, 69 He only got off because he snitched. Right? So like I said, it's about to be singing hour here in a minute. The singing is about to start, which is un more unfortunate shit because why did we even put ourselves in this position, family? You feel me? So this is your brother Harrison, man, the Melanated Convo. Hey, real quick, everybody that's in Sacramento, everybody listening to my voice that's in Sacramento, if you know somebody in Sacramento, our fourth annual Father's Day softball game will be the 18th, the day before Father's Day, uh, June 18th, June 18th. Um, I'm going to release more information here going into the next few days. I think it's Jack Ramsey Park. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> 6,000 Orange Avenue in Sacramento, California. I do know the address, but this will be June 18th. Father's Day softball game. This is something I created four or five years ago as a way to um, acknowledge the fact as fathers, we need to spend time with our kids. We need to we need to understand how important money is, but also make sure we focus on T-I-M-E. That's how kids spell love. T-I-M-E. We never, we should never forget that. So this softball game is a way to bring fathers together with their kids. By doing this, I've had a lot of fathers come with children they haven't been around in a while. I've had a lot of, I've met a lot of interesting people. We just come together. We celebrate fatherhood. Fatherhood, we have a, 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 a competitive game, food, um, food, jump house, music, Everything. You see what I'm saying? We just have a great day in the park. We have raffles for all the fathers. We're going to have maybe a ping pong board, a, 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 like a ping pong board out there or something to give people something to do. But we're going to kick it. It's from 12 to 4, June 18. If you're in the Sacramento area, 6000 Orange Avenue. Check my Instagram um, at Melanated Convo 100 to see exactly what's been going on or to see all the details for the event. That's June 18th. But this is your brother Harrison, man. I'm going to keep coming. We're going to keep having these conversations, family, because we got to do better. We got to do better. And we're not going to ridicule our people. You feel me? We're not going to ridicule our people unless you're a coon, unless you're an obvious coon. <laughs> we're not going to ridicule our people, but our young men who lost, our women that's lost, the ridicule a lot of people get online. A lot of this shit is bullshit. We're going to call it all out. We're going to call it all out. This is your brother Harrison. Like, subscribe, continue to see me, uh, continue to send me emails. Everybody who email me, Tell me they like what I do. This is a lot of this shit has been overwhelming, but I love my people. So I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to get up. Uh, I'm never going to give up. This is your brother Harrison, the Melanated Combo.
I'm going.